0: What's a reverse mortgage? And can they actually help with your parents' care? Or could they lose their home? There's a lot in store in this episode, so stay tuned. You might be surprised. Welcome to Doing It Best with Elder Care Success, where we explore ways to relieve the stress, exhaustion, and overwhelm that we all face in caring for an aging parent, frail spouse, or partner. Fear, frustration, emotional, and financial strain does not have to be your MO. Stay tuned as we dive into different and new ways of finding more joy together with those that we love and care for, and while keeping our feet solid on the ground. Hang tight, there is a better road ahead. Hey everybody, it's Nancy May from Doing Your Best with Eldercare Success, and we are on to a very interesting show on reverse mortgages and how those work. But before we start, I want to share a few changes that are going on with the show. The first is, if you go to eldercaresuccess.live backslash connect, you can drop me a note. You can also get updates for what's going on in the show and even share questions that you might have that we can address going forward. There's also a button on the left hand. So actually, it's on the right side, the other left hand side (laughs) of the screen at eldercaresuccess.live. And you can send me a recording, a recording clip on anything that you like that you don't like. Hopefully you like everything and any questions you might want to have answered. We're collecting questions. We'll be answering them on the show going forward. And believe me, I know that there's a lot of questions when we start down this road of caring for a parent, a loved one, a spouse, a partner, even an adult child that we've taken on the care and responsibility for. It's a tough one to go through, yet there are many good days ahead. And as I like to say, every day counts. So on that front, we are also letting you know that we are starting a YouTube channel or we've started a YouTube channel. You can get to us there at Eldercare Success on YouTube as well. Now, let me get going with this show, the podcast, which is audio only. I've been actually grappling with this idea for a while because I've heard so much negative stuff about reverse mortgages that I dove into the research on how they work, what works, what doesn't work, and a variety of other questions and concerns that people are having, including those that sort of got trapped into, into making bad decisions. But on occasions, in more than one occasion, a reverse mortgage can be very beneficial to people and to families who are running out of money or they don't know what to do. So my guest experts here today are Peter Tagorny, who has had 33 years in the mortgage industry and has helped over close to probably 1,000 reverse mortgages now, Peter. Is that correct? Almost.
1: maybe Close to 800.
0: Okay. Well, so- Thanks for rounding up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot, actually. But I worked with a lot of people in helping them make the right decisions for themselves, their families, and their loved ones. And I also have Jason Nightingale, who's an expert in the banking and financial world. And I'm going to actually do a separate show with Jason, but this one is specifically on the reverse mortgages, the tricks, the traps, the upsides, the downsides, and how to really make the best decision if, in fact, you actually need to go down this route for somebody that you love. So on that note, Jason, let's start with you. So Can you share a little bit about really what is a reverse mortgage? I have some idea about what it is, but I'm not sure everybody else listening does.
2: Well, that should have been probably directed at Peter since he's the pro that our team uses, Ah, but a reverse mortgage is basically a qualified adult that has found themselves in a situation, like you mentioned, maybe the assets are depleted and maybe they still need to bolster their income or provide a pension for themselves or someone helping their parent do this as a situation where that maybe the last the last assets they have left is the equity in their home. And so basically what's happening is the bank is buying back the house from the senior and making them monthly payments that they can use as a pension. As long as, they, as this contract is going, they are required to keep up on the taxes and the insurance, the upkeep of the home. And they still get to live there. Um, I have found in the times when I've contacted Peter to help us with these, when it's a fit, this is a amazing relief for someone who really sees no way out. Maybe they've lost their money on the stock market. Maybe volatility or taxes has eaten up their nest egg. Or simply, maybe they didn't save enough, but they have that house. It's either paid off or they've got quite a bit of equity in it. And this can be a very, very good fit for that type of situation.
0: So Peter, let me go to to you because everything that I've heard about this and and Jason, that information is fabulous, but I'm also told that this is a a last resort kind of thing when you're down to cash crunches. Is that correct or am I way off base there?
1: Traditionally, historically, yes. That's the way people uh, refer to a reverse mortgage is the last uh, a last chance way to save finances. But realistically, it's it's actually a financial planning tool. And that's becoming more obvious now with the exposure that we're getting from a lot of financial planners. Um, so it, it's now become a financial planning tool, not just for somebody who's desperate and needs something. And there's a lot of different things that it can do that make it a financial planning tool, which hopefully I can get into on this talk.
0: So tell me a little bit about that, because when you think about financial planning, We've got our financial advisors, our accountants, the money that we've saved, a banker. It could be some other outside advisor that's helping us with our estate or a parents' estate. But the cost of care, I've said to a number of people, said, we hear this great transfer of wealth in the generations now that's going on. And you can kiss that one goodbye because the cost of care is astronomical. I mean, my own parents' care grew to $360,000 a year. And it was starting to get even worse than that when I made some really fast decisions. I said, Dad, guess what? Do you want to die next month or the month after? (laughs) Kind of thing. Because he didn't want to outlive his assets. And the whole Medicaid environment takes a five-year look back. So we were really caught between a rock and a hard place. We made decisions that saved everything but we didn't have a house or an asset to deal with. So that's another thing. You need to have a house in order to pull a reverse mortgage. That's right.
1: Yeah. Most people's wealth is in their home.
0: Right? Especially now during the times of COVID, the value of the homes have gone up. How do we even know whether this is right for us? Can you give us some scenarios of the good, the bad, and maybe the ugly? Because we kind of, we need to see all sides. Yeah, sh-
1: Probably the easiest way to, to talk about that is to, Find out who is it good for and who is it not good for, right? Because the reverse mortgage, people say, oh, is it a good program? Yes, it's a wonderful program. Not for everybody. So to determine if you're a good candidate or not, I usually ask three questions. One, do you want to live in your home for the rest of your life? Okay, the reverse mortgage is designed. It's better for somebody who wants to live in their home the rest of their life. If you're going to sell- in a,
0: And most people want to be
1: there. Most people do, but some people say, no, I, I, I just need some cash and I'm going to remodel and I'm going to sell and I'm going to move in a few years. It's not designed for that person. A home equity line of credit or another mortgage product might be better because the closing costs are less. So that's the first question I ask. Do you, do you want to? Is it your intention to live in the home for life? If they say yes, great, check that box. Number two, can you use the equity in the home for yourself and your own benefit? Or do you have to preserve it for your heirs or your estate? Now, that's a really important one. And this is the part where the reverse mortgage can get a bad rap. And it can often come from the heirs who didn't know that their parents got a reverse mortgage. And then they find out, wow, a lot of equity is gone or eaten up. And they can be upset by that if they didn't know about this. So that's an important question. If they say, no, I can use the equity for my own benefit to live comfortably Either they don't have heirs and they don't have to preserve because there's no heirs or the heirs are supportive and the heirs say, hey, if this is going to help you live more comfortably and stay in your home without financial stress, we support it. So it's not like every heir doesn't like a reverse mortgage. You know, Every family dynamic is different. But again, a very important question to get on the table right away because the reverse mortgage is going to use some of the equity, maybe all of the equity, depending on how long you live and depending on whether the home value goes up or down. So again, check that box. Yes, I can use the equity. Uh, And then the last question is, do you have a financial need right now to pay off a credit card, to do a home improvement, to do some traveling you can't afford? Uh, Or do you think you might have a financial need between now and the day you die that your current resources wouldn't be able to handle? Right. So that's not somebody who's desperate right now which is the you know the the history of people getting reverse mortgage oh you have to be in financial distress no this is somebody who's paying the bills but they say you know I don't have a lot of savings I don't have a big IRA who knows it could get wiped out with one health care cost that isn't covered by my insurance So they say yeah everything's great but I would like to have something on the side to ensure that I can pay bills and live comfortably so those are the three things I ask to try and determine if someone's a good candidate
0: So I'm going to stop you right there because I've got a question. Something you said, just put a light bulb in my head here, and you talked about needing money for, or some extra cash for travel or some other expenses. You know, I'm thinking that's an irresponsible decision to say you're going to put your house, do a reverse mortgage on your house because you want to go to Europe and do a final bucket list. Is Am I wrong in being judgmental that way?
1: That ties in with the question, do you have to preserve the equity in your home for your heirs or can you use? Yeah. So if this, if this person says, no, I can use the equity. My heirs don't care. They want me to live a wonderful life. Okay, great. So now you don't have to preserve the equity. Now, what is the best use of that equity? If you don't have to preserve it for somebody, how can you use it to live comfortably? Well, hopefully this person that says they want money to, do, to travel has strong finances in every other department their income pays their bills. They got a little extra cash every month. They got an IRA. Everything is great. They don't foresee any issues, but they don't want to deplete their current resources. Maybe the stock market has taken a crash recently and it's a terrible time to pull money when the share prices are the lowest they've been in several years. Hey, maybe I can use a reverse mortgage line of credit. Take a little money out of that to do my travel. So, you know, it's always the big picture you have to look at, not just one little detail.
0: And it's personal. So I get it. And that's where you really want to pull in somebody like Jason to say, all right, let me look at the rest of the stuff to make sure I'm I'm making ma- making a decision that's rational. I'd like and to make a comment
2: on that. Yeah. So I had a lady in this type of a situation. This was Lisa when we were doing her reverse mortgage out in what state was she in? Do you remember? Nebraska. Remember that yes. client? So we were in a situation where... Lisa needed to be able to fund some life insurance. They didn't have the money. And they wanted to use cash value life insurance because within 10 years, they were going to recapture all the premiums and be able to use those premiums and still have more than double the money they put in in death benefits. So even if they'd spent all the money they used in premiums, they would still have an entire tax-free check for their kids. The reverse mortgage not only solved the protection issue, we were able to put on a long-term care rider where that if they were to lose two of their ADLs, activities of daily living, right. that they couldn't toilet or couldn't bathe themselves, so, they could access 70% of the remaining death benefit for their own care. If they lost three ADLs, it went to 80. If they lost four ADLs or were terminally ill, they could access 90% of the death benefit. That reverse mortgage allowed Lisa and her husband to be able to purchase a policy that they otherwise couldn't, because what Peter just said, they were up to their neck, they had enough money to get by. And like you said, maybe there's a loved one they want to go see. So I know you asked earlier, is it irresponsible? I think in a scenario like where someone maybe really wants to go do something or see someone before they pass away and need this chunk of money, or maybe they need to provide this protection piece, um, I really think that is a good use of it. So I think, like you said, having a holistic planner like look at that scenario and say, you know what, I think this of merit you talking to Peter to Well,
0: and then you understand the situation, the personal situation of somebody's life a little bit more because it's a it's a full circle type of approach versus you know, I'm looking at it just from one angle, which is you don't see all sides from, from that front. I was brought up where my parents be responsible with every last nickel you've got. And in some cases, my husband will say, give Nancy a quarter and you're going to end up with, well, give her a penny. <laughs> You'll end up with copper wire <laughs> and try to pull it out of her hands.
2: <laughs> That's a good analogy.
0: <laughs> right? But there's a time and a place for everything. So you had also mentioned, both of you, talking about a home and equ- equity line of credit. But not everybody can get that if they're retired and there's no income coming in. Is that correct?
1: That's true. Yeah, a home equity line of credit is a little tougher to qualify for than a reverse mortgage because there is a payment, so that has to be included in the uh, income calculations. Uh, but a home equity line of credit is a similar product. It's often compared to the reverse mortgage, but it's totally different and serves a totally different purpose. They're both amazing products for the right situation. right? And I can talk about those differences, and it it's actually really puts in perspective what the reverse mortgage does when you compare it to a home equity line of credit. I love to do a comparison between two. So
0: let's the two. do that because I was under the impression That a home equity, if you were going to get a home equity line of credit, you had to have an income. You had to have a job or some other sort of money coming in some way, shape, or form. Now that can be coming in from other investments and assets that you're getting income from. But even still, there's a situation where I heard of a gentleman recently that was working. He's an older gentleman. He's retired. The only real asset he has is his house. He doesn't have any other additional form of income. And the reverse mortgage was the only thing that was going to keep him in his home because he couldn't get that home equity line of credit. So that's where that sort of scenario came into play is that would he would he have been able to do this otherwise or no?
1: Yeah, well, that sounds like a situation where someone's forced into a reverse mortgage. Maybe the HELOC would have been better, but they didn't qualify, so they have to take a reverse mortgage. I'd, I'd rather talk about somebody who's perfectly qualified for both. What should they do? Right? Okay, let's go ahead. Which, well, again, will highlight who the reverse mortgage is good for and who it's not good for. So I'll quickly mention who the reverse mortgage is not good for. It's not designed for somebody who plans on selling their home in the future.
0: Because then you have nothing to sell. You have no equity in the house to sell.
1: Well, not no equity, but certainly less, right? If you use the reverse mortgage the way it was intended, which is not make a mortgage payment, then that payment is going to accumulate and you'd have more to pay off. And we don't know what the value of the home is going to be the day they go to sell So certainly would put more at risk the equity in the house. Uh, Additionally, though, the closing costs are high on a reverse mortgage relative to a regular mortgage or a home equity line of credit. So if you were going to sell in a year, you wouldn't want to have to uh, lose all those closing costs that you finance. So again, a, a reverse mortgage is not for somebody who wants to sell their home in the short term. It's not for somebody whose goal in life is to preserve the equity in their home for their kids or their heirs. And it's not for somebody who has a couple of million dollars in the bank, and we can only give that person just a few hundred thousand. Somebody who has a ton of other assets, liquid assets, may not need the benefit of the reverse mortgage. It could certainly enhance their already amazing portfolio, but it might not be a do or die like, I really need this. So so that's who it's not for. Somebody who wants to sell, somebody who wants to preserve equity for their heirs or their self if they're going to sell the home.
0: I've also understood that a reverse mortgage has a cap as far as how much money you can get from it. So let's say your house has now escalated in value to two and a half million dollars or even a million dollars, right? And if you were to sell it on the open market, you could potentially get that. But the reverse mortgage, as I have been told, is capped out at about, was it, $780,000 780000 or somewhere in around that, so they can't get any more out of it even though the house may be worth more. Is that true? Well,
1: there's a maximum appraised value allowed, which right now is 1089300 So just under $1.1 million. Oh. So that's the max appraisal okay. allowed. We don't lend 100% of the appraised value. We lend a percentage of the appraised value of the home based on the current interest rates and the youngest borrower's or youngest spouse's birth date. So for instance, we may only be able to lend 30 to 50 to 60% of the appraised value of the home. So if you have a million dollar home, you may only be able to pull out or access a $300,000 loan or maybe up to a $600,000 loan, depending on the current rates and the age of the youngest spouse. The older you are, the more, the higher lending percentage, the younger you are, the less the lending percentage.
0: Oh, so it, this is not a particular number that's flat across every family or every situation. It's, it's variable as far as what you yes. can get yeah, out of it. Yeah, the amount of money varies. That, that I did yeah. not know. That's varies interesting. It varies okay. based on
1: age, life expectancy. It also varies based on current interest rates. A year and a half ago, when rates were at all-time lows, we were lending from 50% to 75%. Now with the higher interest rates, we're somewhere between 30 and 60 Again, depending on the rates that day and the, the age of the youngest spouse.
0: So this is very interesting. It just really reinforces that you need to work with somebody like Peter and Jason who really understand all the intricacies of what's going on here because it's not just a flat number that you're going to get. But you also said that the cost of a reverse mortgage to actually put one into place is higher then it would be a home equity line of, of credit. Why is that?
1: That's a great question. I have to answer that question every time I talk to somebody because when we talk about the closing costs, everybody basically falls out of their chair. So the reverse mortgage- I mean, I own the home.
0: Why should I pay you to give me money? Right. Well, that, like, like right? You're yes. going to need a good answer to
1: that <laughs> question in order to consider doing a reverse mortgage. And people do reverse mortgages with the high closing costs. Now, why do they do that? Because the reverse mortgage provides several unique features that a home equity line of credit or regular mortgage does not provide. The question is, these unique features, do they dramatically impact me? If they do, hey, great, I can take advantage of those unique features. Those are wonderful. Not everybody says that. Somebody who's going to sell their home and move in a a year is not going to say, well, I don't have to make a payment for the rest of my life. They don't care about making it. They're going to sell the house in a year anyway. So that that one unique feature is not important to everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why the conversation has to take place. You know, There has to be an investigation uh, as to what are the closing costs? What am I going to get from this? What are these unique features and how do they apply to me? And then that has to be evaluated to determine, hey, is this a good thing or not for me? How can I benefit?
0: I'm glad that we're having this discussion because it's highly complex and something that really takes a lot more careful consideration, even at the onset and finding the right person who's going to help you get it done and help you really understand whether this is the right decision for you. But getting a reverse mortgage. So now you've got this, let's say everything is closed. I've got the reverse mortgage. I'm getting, I'm getting $5,000 a month. Let's, I'm just throwing a number out. And is that taxable? Do I have to pay taxes on that?
1: Uh, No, the, the reverse mortgage proceeds are not considered income, so they do not get taxed.
0: Okay, so that's an interesting conversation in itself. But because I still am living in the house, and the house is now, I'll say, jointly owned by the bank or the Reverse mortgage company, correct? Is that sort of the general concept here? No?
1: No. You've highlighted the biggest myth about the reverse mortgage. So okay. Uh the reverse mortgage, as the name implies, is just a mortgage. And a mortgage is just a lien on the house. It's a secure so the lender has a security interest in the property. However, the lender does not go on title. Most people think they give oh. up the title to the home, but that's not the case. So somebody who gets a reverse mortgage remains on title, vested in the same manner. We don't change the vesting unless they want us to change. it to something different, add a middle initial or a spouse. Uh, So somebody still owns the home. They make all the decisions of the home. They can sell it. They can improve it. They can do whatever they want. So so if I sell the
0: house, I've got a reverse mortgage. I sell the house. I received $100,000 in that reverse mortgage. I now have to pay that $100,000 back to the reverse mortgage company. With the sale. Is that correct?
1: The 100000 that was borrowed plus the fees that accumulated, accrued, and compounded over the life of the reverse mortgage. Oh, so, ev- so the every fee month- is
0: not just an upfront fee. It continues to accumulate over time the interest well, and everything else. yes. There's two
1: right. fees that recur in a reverse mortgage, usually just two. Mortgage interest mm-hmm. and mortgage insurance. Okay. So those two fees are calculated just like a regular mortgage. Interest rate times balance- Divided by 12, that we call it a fee, right? Because it includes interest and mortgage insurance. Otherwise, I'd say it's an interest only. On a a home equity line of credit, they call it an interest only fee or an interest only payment. So the reverse mortgage makes that calculation every month and adds that fee to the previous month's balance and creates a negative amortization schedule, Mm -hmm. which is a, a loan where the balance goes up every month. And that's disclosed every month. So it's no mystery in five years, 10 years from now. Every month, the homeowner gets mailed a statement and it shows the balance this month, what it was last month, and what those fees were that were added to the previous month's balance. So there's there's always an accounting. There's no mystery how much we owe. You know, the heirs usually should know where that statement is kept. So the heirs who have to inherit the home and eventually has to pay off the reverse mortgage within a year after the borrowers pass away. uh, They would want to know how much they owe.
0: This is an expensive proposition to use, it sounds like. I'm understanding this correctly. And it should be taken seriously. This is not just now a check is coming in. You still have to maintain the house. You have to make sure that it's safe and is kept up to livable standards. You, it's not the mortgage company that's responsible for this. At, at this, Just like a regular mortgage kind that's of relationship. Right. Yes,
1: the, the borrowers have four responsibilities. One. Live in the home as their primary residence, Mm -hmm. pay the property taxes, pay the homeowner's insurance, and maintain the home in general good condition. Those are four responsibilities that are pretty common. I mean, most people who own a home, they do those four things. So it's not odd responsibilities, but those are really important. If you've ever heard the story, oh, I know somebody who got a reverse mortgage and they lost their home. Those are true. If, If that happened, it's because they didn't do any one of those four things that could cause... First, repayment of the reverse, a demand for the repayment. And if someone doesn't repay the loan, then it can be foreclosed on. So uh-huh. very important responsibilities. And honestly, most people that do a reverse mortgage are doing it to ensure they can do those four things. That's uh-huh. Correct. That's why people do it often. Hey, I, I want to live in my home. This extra money will help ensure I can live in my home. It'll help ensure I can pay my taxes and my insurance and maintain the home. And other things as well. But those are things that most homeowners are, are, are doing.
0: So, one of the things I, I think about is as some parents get older and they, well, some adults get older and they may not have children or they have children who are not necessarily on top of their living situation or living conditions, some houses go into a state of disrepair because an older person can't always take care of it. So, if they're not able to keep the house up at a certain livable condition, that becomes a liability for the reverse mortgage company and they can foreclose on the house or or ask for their money back in that particular case. Is well, that correct? Well, yeah,
1: that's kind of deferred maintenance. So one of the reasons that the reverse mortgage requires homeowner's insurance, so if something major did happen, you know, a tree fell on the house or fire and right. burnt the house, part of the house, it can be covered and paid for. But the deferred maintenance insurance doesn't cover that. So yes, it is their responsibility uh, to to maintain the home and again, hopefully the the, the benefits of the reverse mortgage uh, will help somebody continue to do those things but but if someone was somehow something happened but that's and, an and
0: awareness it, factor in many cases so you think of you hear these stories about people who are hoarding things they don't clean up they don't want the support they don't they don't want you, you can't you the adult kids can't get an aid in to help out and now the house becomes a um this sounds terrible an environmental hazard. Because it's filthy, it's dirty. There's could be anything from bug infestation to too many cats. Right? (laughs) Story: (laughs) Woman dies eaten by cat. (laughs) Front page of the Enquirer: Reverse mortgage company steals house.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the reverse mortgage doesn't like that kind of publicity. No. The, the reverse mortgage has always required as step one of a five-step process to get a reverse mortgage. Step one is called counseling. It's mandatory counseling performed by an independent third party who has no interest in the transaction. Now, the lender is considered to have an interest in the transaction, right? Every, the lender wants somebody to do everybody to do a reverse mortgage, right? So FHA, who insures and regulates the reverse mortgage, requires everybody be counseled by this counselor. The counselor usually gets a fee between $100 and $200, and they speak to the borrowers, at minimum the borrowers, and they encourage family, friends, advisors, attorneys, financial planners to be present on that counseling as well so that you have extra set of eyes and ears to, to listen in on behalf of the best interest of the, of the client. So this one-hour session uh, talks about everything, the pros, the cons, uh, everything you need to know about the reverse mortgage. And this counselor doesn't care if someone decides to do the reverse mortgage or doesn't do the re- So that's another safeguard to make sure that me, the loan officer, has done my job educating somebody properly. You have this counseling that has to be done to ensure somebody does know everything, the pros and the cons. See, so that's there's a lot good of safeguards
0: just like anything, there's... They're they're good people, and then there are those that just want to want a transaction. And when you have a, an older person who may not necessarily have the same level of judgment that they might have had when they were in their thirties, it happens, right? And we don't we want to stop that from happening. So, for those who are listening and are taking care of their parents and overseeing, whether it be close by or long distance. Please keep an eye on mom and dad's finances. If they're going down the road where they need some extra support, some financial support, and are considering a a reverse mortgage, get involved in that discussion as well. And make sure that your entire financial team is there to help make the decision that is sound and safe for them and for, quite frankly, your own interests, if you want to be involved in in that decision and that house. And if you're POA, that's even more important that this takes place. This is a fabulous discussion, and you have opened my understanding a little bit more about the reverse mortgage. It's, it's not the evil thing that necessarily people might have thought it was. See Jason smiling behind the scenes.
2: Well, one of the things I'm sitting here thinking is how fabulous that Peter is when I brought clients to him and educating them and seeing their suitability to make sure they're even a fit. He's very good at educating and ferreting out suitability or non-suitability.
0: That is critical and that's key. And then having somebody like you by someone's side as well to say, this is somebody who I trust in this space is key. Peter, I have one last question before we wrap up is... A reverse mortgage, something that is available through a variety of different companies, just like you get a mortgage. You know, I could I could work with a mortgage broker who then shops my mortgage around to find the best place to to get a mortgage for me. Does the reverse mortgage work the same way, or is there only one it location does. you mentioned? Yes, okay.
1: yeah, it's a it's a competitive market, and you have to be an FHA approved lender in order okay. to uh, offer reverse mortgages. And on that subject, there's actually two types of reverse mortgages. The, the common household reverse mortgage, the one you see the TV commercials for, is the government-insured HECM, H-E-C-M, which stands for Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. That's the mainstream reverse mortgage that has this limit of 1089300 the maximum value allowed. Uh, that's the most common one. But there is another reverse mortgage called a proprietary or a jumbo reverse mortgage, mm-hmm. which follows almost all of the exact same guidelines as the government-insured reverse mortgage, only it is designed for high-value homes. So if you have a $4 million home and you need to get a million dollars, you'll never get a million dollars on a government-insured reverse mortgage. But in that example, you could get a million dollars on a $4 million Mm -hmm. home. So it's kind of a niche product, but it does allow for a non-government-insured reverse mortgage Usually has less closing costs, but a higher interest rate. So there's some trade-offs. And again, it right. has to be evaluated, uh, just like a regular reverse mortgage has to be evaluated. Costs versus benefits, et cetera.
0: I said one more question before we go. I have one more. last, second to last question. The value of homes go up and down, right? Mm-hmm. Does the value of what you can extract out of that home reverse mortgage also go up and down over time? So if the housing market crashes, does my check coming out of that reverse mortgage get lower?
1: No. When, once the reverse mortgage is closed, the terms are set. So the, the future value of the home doesn't have any impact on proceeds or anything to do with the reverse mortgage. The future value of the home only impacts somebody if they want to get a new reverse mortgage. So you can refinance a reverse mortgage. Really? That's yeah, interesting. They call it a okay. heckum to heckum refinance. And you can do that a minimum of one year after you get your original reverse mortgage. And usually when somebody does that, it's to get access to more money. Right. And for that, that to be able to happen, usually you need either both or a combination of either the home going up in value dramatically right. or the interest rates going down dramatically. Or again, a combination of both of those hmm. would help somebody get access to more money
0: wow. in the so, future. Um, Closing yeah. costs
1: are much less too, by the way, on the second refinance. The biggest cost, mortgage insurance, is either eliminated completely on the second transaction or uh, dramatically discounted. So it's, it's much less expensive the second time around. And it's very no. common for that to happen. It's not happening right now because we're in a rising interest rate environment. Right. So almost nobody is able to get a new reverse mortgage. But sure enough, in a year or two from now, when rates do come back down, everybody who's gotten a reverse mortgage in the last year and a half and will get one in the next year to come, they'll all be refinancing, assuming they need more money than what the original reverse mortgage provided them.
0: This is a a fascinating discussion. It's also a very complex discussion that can be simplified or made just a little easier with the right team. And Jason Nightingale and Peter Togorny are the two guys that are really on top of this. And On a variety of issues, but I specifically wanted to address this one subject in one show. Because it's been driving me nuts on all the stories that I hear, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's usually the bad and the ugly that I'm hearing. I try to look on the upside of things, but it hasn't been pretty, the stories that I've heard, and and I'm glad you've really you've opened my eyes to seeing how this can be a real asset to families and, and individuals who may need the extra support because now they say that the average family or the average person cannot expect a $400 surprise bill.
2: Without putting it on a credit card. Right?
0: Jason, do you have any other comments to say before we, we close out here? Um,
2: yeah, I just wanted to say that seniors come with a lot of debt and that's really dragging them down. I had a fire in 2015 and I developed a banking strategy and we do a lot of stuff with debt elimination. So in a further show, like you mentioned, Nancy, we will dive into that. But there are a lot of ways that we can uncover assets people just didn't know they had by being able to do a holistic approach looking at their finances. There's many, many tools that people didn't realize they had access to.
0: Money. As I said on, on a previous show with somebody else that uh, will be released later on, there are two questions or two, two areas that we're really uncomfortable talking with family about. Sex and money. <laughs> I think we've done a pretty good conversation today about the money part. I won't ask about the other. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> Thank you, Jason and Peter. This has been a terrific discussion. For those of you who are listening, please share your comments, your thoughts, your ideas at eldercaresuccess.live backslash comments. You can also leave me a voice message. There's a little button, a slider that comes out on the side of that page at eldercaresuccess.live. It'll say, leave Nancy a voice message, and we'll take questions that we can answer on other shows. It's an easy way to stay connected and be engaged in our show and our conversations with other experts, including these two gentlemen who will be back at another time. And on that note, if you like this show, please share it with a friend, a family member, and anybody else that you know that's going through this stage of life who just might need a little extra help. There's a lot of us that need to help in this. It's not something that we want to go through alone. And it can be your gift to them, because it's my gift to you. And don't forget to see us on YouTube. We'll see you soon, or as I like to say here, we'll hear you soon. Bye bye. This show is sponsored by Care Manity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright Caremanity, LLC.